Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Quantum Spirituality right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful guest this new year of 2021 optimism is Cindy Dale. Tap into your 2021 soul chakra. Well, we do need to ignite those chakras, don't we? I've noticed myself, I had a few chakras that I kind of closed down uh, towards the end of 2020, and I think they were just exhausted and they needed a rest and they just needed a time out so they could regroup and face 2021. What have we got in front of us? The world is changing and the chaos and upheaval can leave us in uncharted water, she says. If we want uh, any say in our journey, we must choose who we want to be or become through this transitional time because we're still in a transitional time, folks. But making that choice is a reality, not as simply making a decision. It takes energy and purpose and energy and purpose that exists within us and can easily be tapped in if we know how to do it. Where well, Cindy Dale is an internationally renowned energy healer, intuitive, professor, author of 27 books. She must write in her sleep. I haven't even got my first one out yet. On energy healing, spirituality, intuition, including international best-selling award-winning book, The Supple Body, The Encyclopedia of Your Energetic Autonomy. And oh my goodness, I mean, I know she doesn't, she doesn't sleep. She's probably one of these people that lives in different dimensions and works on all of them at the same time. How do you do it, Cindy? Well, I am a bit ditzy. I, I, my kids would tell you that I am in other dimensions and not mm-hmm. very down to earth. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> it's really a lot of books. You know what I did is I figured out how to cheat. For instance, when my youngest son was for, you know, 10 years of his growing up, I would bring him to places like uh, Best Buy or games stores. And I would sit at the door and let him go do whatever he wanted or bring his friends to go do whatever they wanted. They couldn't escape because I was typing at the door. (laughs) So I don't know if I'm a great mother, but I was a very practical mother. Right. Well, multitasker. Right. And that's, you know, uh, that's what motherhood is all about. Multitasking, but generally you're multitasking in managing the kids. So actually taking time out for yourself, for your own calling, for your own purpose is an example to all mothers out there that you do not have to be 24 seven at the beck and call of the family. Uh, You know, that it's okay for the kids to understand that you're taking time out to do something that's important to you as well. Exactly. And don't we need to do that this year? Especially, <laughs> oh, 2021, we're all shutting the door to 2020. We're not quite done, as you already said, with the chaos, you know, with the upheaval. We have several months of that left, maybe two thirds to three quarters of the year. But I do believe that we can draw that line in the sand or that we did, you know, even a few days ago to say, wait a minute, how am I going to be different? How am I going to really be myself 
in this year, which which is sort of what we were saying with me sharing the story about how I raised my kids. It mm -hmm. was like, you know what? I'm still me. Yes. I've got to do what I have to do. Great modeling for other people. Mm -hmm. Go be, and they're very distinct young people. My kids are unlike other people. So this is the year where we, we have to embrace who we uniquely are. I, we don't have to, but we can choose to do that. And if we do choose to do that, then we actually understand that we are actually a solution to a problem out there. A problem maybe that we thought that, you know, well, what can I do about it? But when you embrace your own beautiful gifts, when you actually understand what you're here for, you suddenly understand that purpose is here to be an answer, a solution for someone else, for something else. We sell ourselves short so much, don't we? We're always waiting for somebody to put a label on us. And instead, that that integrate of who we are lies within us. And if we open up those doors and let ourselves out, not only are we an asset to ourselves, but we become an asset and a gift to everyone else. Exactly. We are unusual. We are unlike anyone else or anything else, because mm. I include animals and yes. beings on this planet. And I live in Minnesota in uh, the United States near Canada where it's always cold. So I get to compare us to snowflakes. <laughs> <laughs> I have jillions of them in the yard. And I, you know, it's an analogy that works for we native Minnesotans where it's pretty much cold nine months out of the year, you know, to say, but you know what, all that beauty, it's not the same. Every single one of us is the spark of the divine, mm -hmm. unlike any other. And what if we embraced that and expressed it and lived it? Like we're saying, we are part of the solution. If we don't, if, if we don't do who we are, if we don't act out the very atypical gifts that each of us have, we're sort of letting ourselves down, but we're also letting the world down. Yes. Yeah, and, um, you know, I always say that, um, you know, every drop in the ocean counts. Uh, in our bodies, every cellular structure, millions of them, is important because when one breaks down, it breaks down those around it. So understanding in the collective of humanity within the universe, uh, universal energy, is that it is important to keep our cellular structure or our snowflake or our drop of water plump and juicy and productive because that is what we're here for. So we, I think 2021 you know 2020 was a wake-up call you know it shook us up it woke us up it said stand up you know change it up and this is the year where we implement those changes where we go okay all right yes I'm feeling a bit shattered but what can I do in this year to seed water and nurture a different outcome a different path for myself because I made some discoveries in 2020 about me that I didn't know Right. And how can we go forward with who we really uniquely and extraordinarily are mm -hmm. and not just be swayed by what's around us? In 2020, I found myself talking frequently to people about how do you keep your boundaries? How do you not go with the herd mentality? How do you not just give in to all the fear or the rage or the anger? So that's good that we've learned those skills. And if we haven't, let's learn them very quickly. Yes. <laughs> because intact, now we can step forward. Yeah. As who we are, we can say, but you know what? I'm really good at this, or I have this perspective 
how am I going to share that with the world? Am I going to write it? Am I going to share, you know, speak it, shout it? Am I going to help certain groups of people? Because that's how I'm inclined to be. So now we, in a weird way, last year we went inside, like literally. <laughs> and, and sort of knocked around and figured out how to deal with patterns and feelings of loneliness and feeling kind of cut off. And, you know, but we are to have emerged sort of like the butterfly mm -hmm. from the, you know, caterpillar in the cocoon ready to fly. And, you know, we, we, you use the word shattered. Some of us are mm -hmm. uh, that butterfly, 97% of its cells are destroyed in the making of the butterfly. What emerges are the imaginal cells. So let's finish that up. Let's start flying and let's chart our own course too. Even if the butterfly is being born into a storm. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's just got to kind of get its wings, you know, understand how to use the storm to propel it forward. Don't get caught up in the swirl of it. That's what happened in 2020. People got caught up in the hurricane and the hysteria and the, <laughs> you know, everybody was just waiting to exhale, you know, and just let it out. 2021, even if you're still in the storm, how do you use that storm to push you forward? It's time to get a little savvy. It is time to get savvy. And we have the power inside. Mm. You know, we're all a very uh, distinct soul. People use that word all the time. Uh, to me, the soul is that part of us that travels across time, mm -hmm. across incarnations, through experiences, and it learns as it goes. And it's okay that we've made a lot of mistakes. It's okay that we've fallen flat a few times. Uh, but in the center of our soul, you know, in the center of our energy body, actually, where our soul dwells, and the soul is bigger than the subtle or physical body that we have, you know, we have attributes that are distinct. We have muscles. We've learned as we've gone. You can say through many lifetimes, you can talk about just in this lifetime. So I feel like it's really time that we use our muscles and yes. our intelligence. Both of those go together. So like you're saying, we can sail on the wind. We don't yeah. have to hide from it all the time. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or get caught up in it. Um, you know, I agree that the soul is the universal energy. It is all our um, past lives, ancestral lives, all the dimensional lives, everything. If we tap into that soul wisdom, we understand the head intellect because we've got to understand this is, you know, data in here. This is programming in here. But when, when the information, the divine information comes through the soul, resonates with the heart, connects with the spirit, the mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. So I think right now, if anything that uh, 2020 has taught us, step into heart. The soul can't speak for a closed heart. So open up that heart, open up that compassion, then you're opening up that soul wisdom and the spirit will fly and the mind will be open to know what it needs to do. But it's all about opening up, isn't it, this time? You know, the butterfly's wings, the flower opening up. It doesn't matter if there's our again going up. You know, it's business as usual. You need to open. <laughs> you have to open. And there's a couple analogies I like to use. One is that if you're in trouble and you just cross your arms, ain't nobody going to be able to hold your hands. Mm. You can't fly. You don't you, you can't receive help. If you open up, 
look at how many beings living and not living right animate and not animate are able to help you to lift you up to give you guidance etc and you know i'm a bit of a chakra queen i've spent years and years studying and working with chakras the subtle energy bodies and i love talking about the heart and the heart chakra and reminding all of us that we don't just open up in front we have to open mm. up in the back. Yes. That's why we get backache, right? Because the chakras aren't open. <laughs> yeah. If any part of you, any part of your spine is aching, I'd say you probably have a backside chakra that correlates, that's closed down and take a couple minutes, breathe into the backside area, open up because that's where we receive spiritual enrichment. Mm -hmm. That's where we get the divine guidance and the divine energies that can sort of pick us up and move us forward so we're not just going on our own steam because i don't know about you but my steam sort of runs out as the day yeah. yes <laughs> we give a lot and it's time to rejuvenate we need the time right so um the 28th book can wait <laughs> you know we ask people to take a breath and what happens when you take a breath you breathe in your spine straightens out you take in the lungs and you let everything go. You're releasing the strain on the back, on the sh on the, all the muscles and on the chakras. But in that breathing in and that alignment, you're aligning up all those chakras, which they need. When we're crunched up, either in anger or in fear or in pain, those chakras can't breathe themselves, right? So it, breathing is so important right now. Take a breath. Yes, stop and do that. And alignment is really mm word because you're not just aligning with yourself when you go you know rising up to the heavens you know up there there's energies there's realms mm -hmm. that will give you all the truths that you need the messages that you need yes plus underneath underneath our feet underneath our legs there's energy centers that go down into the center of the earth down there there's realms also that hold peacefulness that hold truths that can actually if they come up into the body change your subconscious patternings rearrange those you know physiological but also psychological kind of dysfunctional patterns so i like to uh you know kind of remind people that when you breathe every so often literally like imagine yourself aligning all the way up to the hems of the heavens mm. and all the way down into the center of that earth down there, some Tibetan and even scientific modalities say that the subluminal realm is down there. And way above is the supraluminal realm. Luminal is light, super is way up there, sub is way down there. But there's only truth at those, you know, kind of top and bottom corners. Mm. So you bring that energy in and you're actually reprogramming this, you know, kind of physical self that just is has a hard time sometimes seeing things very clearly. So has a hard time taking steps forward when it's time to do that also. You know, when you, when you talk about going into the center of the earth, for, for me, it's very much like the light and the dark. And for a while I lived in the dark. I saw a little speck of light there, but it was the wrong kind of dark. And I, it was a dark where my, my heart and soul had shut down. There was a lot going on around me at the time and I was in defense and, um, and I retreated 
I, you know, my, my heart and soul couldn't take the pain anymore. So I retreated and you, you go into apathy where you really don't feel anything. And when I came out of the darkness, I could feel the shadows chasing me. And even the light was a bit bright at first until I got to the stage where I can go into the darkness now quite happily, very peacefully, because I understand I am the light. And so there is no fear. There is beauty in that darkness. Like when we look up at the universe, you know, we look at it, we see black canvas with all these stars in it. Um, it I think we have to change the way we look at things and, and don't think of normal because that's doctrine. You know, look at how you feel, be inquisitive, be wondrous, allow yourself to go through these experiences because they will open up your understanding. That's so beautiful. You know, Meister Eckert, who is uh, a Christian mystic from a long time ago, he experienced much like we both have that dark night of the soul. I've had many dark night of the souls. <laughs> and, you know, when, when I first went into therapy when I was 19, 20, you know, I felt like everything really was dark. It, it, every feeling was painful and tragic and every experience I had gone through, a lot of them really were traumatic. They were very painful and not good. They were, you know, I was the product of abuse as so many of us are. And for almost a year during my first furlough in therapy, I was so depressed because I didn't want to feel those feelings that I think all I did was basically make and eat bread because <laughs> I didn't want to feel them all. Yes. And as I learned, you know, that what lay within the darkness inside of myself was actually, you know, kind of tender. And mm. it meant that I had, you know, kind of feelings and I was sensitive and it was okay to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what I felt were the shadows and, you know, were just signs of darkness from others or from myself. They started kind of turning into chases of light yes. and in like you, I'm not really scared of what we call the dark mm -hmm. anymore, even the evil. Sometimes we even use the word evil for some of those experiences because being that we're made out of light, there's many shades of light. There's many yes. variants of light. There's really dark, dark lights and light, light lights. And that's going to help our hearts open, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's to not have to be scared. It's just to be open and what I do is when something befalls me or, you know, I'm aware of like some shame inside of myself or something I really don't want to deal with it. Um, I, I then ask, you know, kind of the greater spirit, whatever word people use, I like to ask, how am I to be with this? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to push it away because it's, I, I can change my perspective and maybe alter myself and that, which I would even call uh, scary for yes. myself. Um, but I like to ask the question, how am I to be with this? And that keeps me open and empowered and allows me to see things and experience them in a way that is more about the light, you know, than that like kind of scary survival sort mm -hmm. of experience that we've got locked inside. You know, again, 2020 was, as I said, a shake up year, a wake up year. And we saw some things 
of people doing to each other and we saw some reactions and we saw some injustices but what we also saw was some rise ups against those injustices of people coming together um, of people supporting one another you know globally we were all in the pandemic together and of course it's not over yet but you know hopefully we're on the tail end of it that it was here to unite us and it really showed division Right. And, you know, one thing we do know, you cannot ignite the heart and the spirit of somebody who is in denial and completely shut down. All we can be is a light for them for when they're ready to show them their way. But we cannot change their minds. Their minds need to change for themselves. And it can be frustrating as empathic people because we can see the answer. We know the corny thing, love will heal but they're so angry and there's just so in the heads that the heart has got nothing to do with it until they've burnt that out and where they just feel empty from it. You know, the anger just can't be sustained anymore. And then, you know, heart goes knocking on their door. You know, we can be there for when they're ready, but we can't force anyone to be ready, can we? No, you can't alter, you can't change, you can't lecture, it doesn't do any good. No that. Uh, inspire, I'm, inspire. Inspire, <laughs> you be, you care, you understand that there's pain and probably patterns of abuse deep inside of them. Yes. That's what they're really experiencing. I'm in Minneapolis. So I was at ground zero when George Floyd, you know, was killed, mm. uh, you know, kind of in Minnesota and the riots and the uprisings and but that's what we're talking about. Yes. Let this come to the light. I mean, the yeah. those those places of judgment, those places of isms. You know, the prejudice, racism. You know, the that which spurs any of us into horrible ways of thinking and acting. Genocide. Mm -hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot of. Uh, you know, just challenges in this world. There's a lot of judgments. There's a lot of people hurting people. People hurting animals. People hurting the yeah. earth but you can't change somebody like you're saying it's in here and there's a basic choice. So do you stay huddled mm -hmm. in judgment and in fear kind of skulking inside of the, you know, sort of this, this super cape that says, but I'm a good person. I'm, I'm spiritual <laughs> or, or do you show yourself? Mm -hmm. Do you, go into the world. You say, here's what I have to offer. Here's my gifts. Here's my abilities. I'm not going to judge you or change you, but I'm going to be who I am. And that takes courage yes. to say, here's who I am. Here's what I believe without judgment. I'm going to be who I am and think the way I've been led to think from a universal place, mm -hmm. not a tiny section of the culture that maybe we were raised in or that we have been told we should be comfortable with. Yep. The limited beliefs, right? Or, which were there to control us. Because, you know, the last thing that the establishment wanted was people stepping into their free will and opening up to the universal understanding. Um, because now there is no control. We realize nobody has control. The only control you have is giving up control, but we have choices, right? And I think one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself and anyone else is your vulnerability because it lies in your vulnerability is your truth. And when you can inspire people with that vulnerability, you're actually inviting them 
to say it's okay to be vulnerable. That doesn't mean that you don't have boundaries or energetic boundaries. You know, you, you place an energetic boundary around, around you so that those that just want to hurt for hurt's sake can't hurt you because they can't reach you. But it does mean that in my open, honest, vulnerable self, I am willing to share what I know, what I can give, who I am. And I think the vulnerability of humanity is what we're needing right now. Not the at risk physically, you know, due to the pandemic, but the vulnerability of our hearts, of our souls, because that collectively is what's going to rise us up. It is. It's that vulnerability and that truthfulness of self and being able to say, I don't understand this yet. I do think I understand this. I think that's all important. And, you know, we like you're, we're emphasizing the word choices. Mm. And, uh, you know, I had some interesting experiences this last year. M all of us did. But mm. one of them was I was raised very white, wonderbred, Lutheran, Christian, <laughs> right? <laughs> Where you're not supposed to be intuitive and right. shoppers don't exist. Mm. And, even though many of the members of my family on both sides could see spirits and they could see ghosts and mm -hmm. they, they had these types of experiences mm -hmm. I have my whole life. And, and I, I've, you know, trying to push all that away, especially last year where around me were a lot of, you know, evangelical types of people, not all evangelicals, but some who are like, well, these are good, pe bad people and we're good people. And mm -hmm. I just don't like the judgment. Somewhere in the middle of the year, I started to hear Jesus talking to me and I started pushing it away because I was like, well, I don't want to be like those Christians. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want to be like these people. And I, I called a girlfriend and I said, I, I don't think I want to be a Christian. <laughs> and she was like, Cindy, don't you understand? It's not about what other people say. It's about what, who you are. So I think there's a lot of rethinking we can do mm -hmm. in 2021 to say, okay, I don't need to define myself, but why, you know, why am I this or not that? Or what are these philosophies in this book or the philosophies in that book? Like, who am I? What does that mean for me? And can I, can I refrain from foisting that on other people? Mm-hmm big thing that we humans have done because like you're saying that's the power and control yes you know that's what the establishment in whatever factor religion spirituality politics mm -hmm. uh, institutions mm -hmm. you know academic institutions it's like the box of what's suitable is so small none oh. of us fit in those we yeah. don't fit in them nobody does no, no. We, don't fit. we never did fit and you know it's like putting an elephant in a shoebox. I'm sorry, it's just not going to work. And that's why we have rebellions. And that's why we have people, you know, children who rebel against, you know, the status quo. Um, my son was one who used to get into trouble because he would say, okay, if I've done the deed, I'll accept the punishment. But if you're blaming me without doing the deed, I won't. I'll stand up for myself. And it got him into trouble over and over again. But I would say to him, stand up for yourself because if you don't no one else will if, you know you can face the injustice but i think that's where we're at isn't it we're looking at going hang on hang on this system's been around for an awful long time uh what we've seen in 2020 is the the greatness of humanity step up 
the understanding of the people that really keep us going. And we've also seen mm, the dosh, dosh, dat, dat come up. <laughs> and and it's, it's been so polar opposite that I think the, the rebellion is in those reactions. You've got people still trying to hold on to that status quo, that shoebox, and other people saying, don't you try and box me in. I'm a free spirit and I will speak out. And I think that's where we're at right now. I think we are too. And 2021 is when we've got to dust off like our unique qualities. And it doesn't matter who you are, what your age is, you know, what your culture is, what you want to do, you know, for a living moving forward. I'll give an example. My youngest son, who is a baseball pitcher, he's in college. He loves baseball. He decided when he was 16, 17, that's what he was going to do. I actually had a dream in which he was a major league baseball player and he wasn't any good. So I didn't tell him I had that dream. <laughs> and he, he, he came to me about a week later and he goes, mom, I want to be a major league baseball pitcher. And I said, okay, then we're both in it together and we're going to figure this out. Well, it's a lot of figuring it out. All right. You know what has made him a consistent, uh, excellent pitcher and why scouts are looking at him is about two years ago, he went off the grid, meaning he said, you know, I have to pitch my way. I have to figure out my unique way of being. I have to do this, not the way all the coaches are telling me. I've got to figure out my way, my system, my personality. And probably it was about three years ago, he really went into that. And some of the coaches were pretty upset, like, well, you're, you're doing lists you're not supposed to do, or you're doing things the weird way, or you're just so odd, or mm -hmm. you know how to fit you in. And he started getting tattoos that represented him and this and that. One of the coaches last year came up to him at the school and said, you know, you are weirder than, you know what, dot, 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 but I love you because right. you're doing it. You're doing it. Yes. yes. You got to take a risk. You have yes. to take a risk. Yeah. We're not meant to all be, you know, uh, paint by numbers. I don't want to be a number. You know, it took me 50 years to give myself permission to be Sarah, you know, and it's like, why did I wait so long? I was always bending in a pretzel trying to be what everybody else wanted me to be. And I never could be what they wanted me because I was never designed to be that in the first place. So I apologetically was me until what the hell am I apologizing for? Take me or leave me. I won't be offended. I'm either your cup of tea or not. I'm a strong cup of black coffee. You know, take me or leave me. And that's it. And I think when we stop worrying about what other people think of us and we are true to ourselves, that's when we bring the best of ourselves forward. I agree. And, you know, I've learned that lesson over and over in, in, in many different ways, but especially in relationship. Mm -hmm. When I look back at who I matched myself up with. <laughs> oh, boy. Never, <laughs> they would never accept <laughs> That wasn't anything wrong with them. It was because I was like, well, I'll just like squish myself a little bit. Yes. Or, okay, I'll just tone this down or, you know, I'll let you tell me everything that's wrong with me that I always already think, you know, isn't quite right with me. And I look back and I'm like, 
why did I ever did that? Now I have two children. There's many good reasons, you know, a few bumps and bruises on the way, et cetera. Uh, but, but actually both my sons now are saying, you know, mom, why aren't you off there dating? And I'm like, you know, I'm fine. And I will when there's a match. Uh, but, you know, I don't need to be in a position in any area of my life where I have to sort of just, I mean, it's okay to be polite. I'm polite. I'm kind. I'm certainly not going to beat somebody over, you know, the head with a pencil or anything like that. But I'm sort of like, wow, I really was never happy mismatching myself. So in relationship, in the world, in my work, let's match. I want to be matched up. Oh. In a you are speaking to the choir here. I, you know, I'm 100% with you. My, my kids say, mom, you just don't know how to choose them. And he's, you're always choosing someone to fix, you know, because that nurturing side comes out. And it's like, no, I don't want that anymore. I want somebody who is in tune with me. That, you know, we, we synchronously make music together. You know, that, that succinctness is there, whatever that relationship is, friendship, relationship, whatever the case is, just having somebody there that gets me that I do not have to kind of question, should I or shouldn't I? Is this too much for them? You know, should I restrain myself? No, you know, be who you are. When you find somebody who embraces that, whether it's whether it's a love interest or whether it's just your friends and family, then that makes all the difference, doesn't it? I don't mind being with my own company after all. I'm very happy. Yes. I'm a very interesting person all by myself, I think. Exactly, exactly. I quite, you know, I went through many years in my life when I was lonely and I realized my loneliness was when I was with someone because I wasn't allowed to be me. Right? Yes. And it always, always subduing yourself, always restricting yourself, always trying to please them. And it was like, I'm sacrificing me and they're not getting the best from me because they're not getting the honest me. Now, as I said, I'm Sarah. You can take me or leave me. I'm happy to be on my own. And if I meet people that I'm in sync with, fabulous. I have on a couple occasions had dates where the man was like, oh, I think we get along just fine. And I've looked at him and said, you know, you would not like me. (laughs) (laughs) I happen to know that what you're looking for is not me and you will not like me. You just won't like me. And I would end up not liking you. So let's just not even start. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And Sometimes it's even more challenging to be who we are in those long standing mm-hmm. relationships. You know, like my my ex-husband and my youngest son, we've been divorced 18 years. We get along perfectly well. He's who he is, I'm who I am. It's fine. I mean, we're just who we are and we accept it and get on with it. And that's terrific. But there's, you know, sometimes for like it took me years to just be who I was with my relatives. Yes. And I didn't know it was okay. I just kept kind of showing up and here's what I do for a living. And here's what I think about this and take the looks of you're crazy. A few years ago, I was out for dinner uh, with all my relatives and one of my uncles who was, you know, half smashed, uh, <laughs> funny guy, funny guy, especially when he was drunk. Um, you know, he looked at me and he goes, you know, you're okay for a strange duck. He goes, <laughs> 
<laughs> North Dakota. And you would not think there's any odd anything in North Dakota, which is just flat land and hardly any people. He said, you know, there's a, there's a place here where, you know, I think on a reservation, they built a pyramid. You should come out to that pyramid and you can talk to the aliens and get them to give you, you know, kind of all the betting numbers and I'll go with you. <laughs> And we'll make a ton of money at, at the casino. And he just, he was serious. I thought, I think I'm being accepted. I'm not sure the aliens will talk to me and I'm not sure I can get all the winning betting numbers, but, but he likes me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it does make a difference, um, it, it, even if it's on a small scale, you know, because I'm, I'm, my brother accepts the, because he's he's an author and he's an incredible intuitive. You know, when, when he writes, it's multidimensional. The way he writes is incredibly spiritual. But in his everyday life, no, moo, you know, antisocial <laughs> completely. My sister is, is, is uh, you know, by the, the true colors are gold, solid, by the rules, this, that, etc. And when I was visiting her, and, uh, you know, trying to explain what I do because she doesn't get it. Uh, and the fact that I am supportive of people ended up calling me a do-gooder communist. <laughs> so you know, I basically said, F off and left. <laughs> you know, he's got to draw the line somewhere. Uh, and then I just realized it doesn't, doesn't matter. You know, to the end of her days, the end of my days, she'll never get it. Now, I know she loves me. You know, and she knows she'll support me, but doesn't get it. And if we try and, you know, beat ourselves up to try and get someone to understand who we are, whoever the relative is, it, we're hurting ourselves and we're putting an expectation on them that they just can't live up to. Find a channel that you can communicate with them on. Communicate on that channel and don't expect them to come into your other channels. They just can't do it. They can't and, see it. They can't be it. And be okay with it. My youngest son, well, he loves what I do because it helps him pitch. <laughs> He'll text me, well, mom, you know, how is this calorie? Or, you know, take a look at my video. What are my mechanics like? And I'll text back and he'll go, now, is that my mom talking or the voice in her head? I want the voice in her head. <laughs> and my oldest son is a little less like, this is cool, but but we found a channel because several years ago when he and his partner were living in this very small space, I just had this vision of a red Breville, uh, uh, you know, kind of what, what was it? Like a toaster oven or something, a blender. It was a blender. And I was like, well, who am I supposed to get a blender? It's a red blender. What am I supposed to do with this image? And I thought, well, I'll send it to my oldest son and his partner. So I just ordered a red Breville blender and sent it to them. And Obviously there was no note because about a week later he called me and he goes, did you send us a red Breville blender? And I go, yeah. And he goes, why? And I said, well, I just got a picture of it. He goes, well, two weeks ago we were going to get that, but we didn't have the money. Ah. And so I said, and I said, well, what else do you want for your kitchen? And he, cause I had nothing. And he said, you know what? This is fun. You just get your pictures and send us. <laughs> <laughs> they have a Full. Now they're in a house. They have a fully outfitted kitchen. 
because he was totally cool with me getting pictures of what to buy for the kitchen. So there's always a place you can be accepted with somebody, yeah. even if it's a little bit of a bribing, it works. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, you can't expect everyone to be on the same channel as you or in the same dimensional level as you, right? And sometimes we can talk um, a little far out there for people. And so, you know, it's not coming down to their level. It's just opening channels to their understanding. And, you know, I have a, a best friend. She is incredibly supportive. She, you know, anything happens to me, she'll become the kid's mom. You know, she's that person. I don't think she's ever listened to one of my shows. But when I see her and her friends, how are the shows going? I heard you interview this one and you did this and you did that. She's never listened because, you know, she's not a spiritual person at all, but incredibly supportive. And it's okay if people don't get everything you do. If they love you anyway for who you are, then that's enough. And that will help us go forward yes. and one. We don't have to make messiahs for, from everybody for who we are. Yeah. We just need to be brave enough to be who we are. And like you're saying, find those match points. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I love how different we all are. I do not understand accountants. I just don't understand them or lawyers, but I have friends who are accountants and lawyers and we have wonderful things to talk about. Sometimes it's about plants or gardening or dogs or something that has nothing to do with what our professions are. But in that way, we get to become more whole people. Mm -hmm. The, you know, kind of broader the variety of interests that we have. I think it makes us more interesting people also. I don't necessarily, when I do like, get into a final romantic match. I don't necessarily need somebody in my field. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to talk about ghosts and yeah. darkness and, um, you know, There's somebody and, who gets what you're doing, respects what you're doing, right. supports what you're doing, but they don't have to be in the same field. Right. No, yeah. because when I'm done with my day of clients or teaching, I'm totally good talking about the weather or talking mm -hmm. about what I feel that I went through, but I don't, need you know to you know what I mean I don't need to live in kind of my work world all the time either we're and that's interesting for us spiritual people mm -hmm. I think be okay with we don't just have to be that spirit person all the time it's okay if we go out and laugh raucously or yes. just love walking or I mean, the first thing I do every morning is I throw the dogs in the car. I get up at 4.15. We're at the dog park. And I'm, you know, I'm singing or I'm walking with a dog park friend who's out there. But I'm not just being a meditative guru. Mm, exactly. I'm being me in the dog park. And I think if you, uh, I mean, this is, you know, this is, I, I actually did have a, a monk on and he was saying, you know, meditating cross-legged in silence is a waste of time because the moment you get into noise, you don't know how to handle it. He takes people into Times Squares, uh, you know, when Times Square is busy and asks them to become the mountain in Times Square. Meditate amongst the chaos, right? Find your channel, your calmness in the chaos. That's more viable because uh, maybe harder to do initially, but then we're always in some form of chaos or some form of noise and we want to know how to shut that out right and we nobody has the luxury of saying okay I'm off for half an hour meditating in silence sometimes you just need to shut down within yourself 
and realign those chakras, right? Exactly. And I work with a lot of people, you probably meet a lot too, who are very empathic, over empathic, often over psychic. And, you know, it's really important in our everyday lives when we're like that. And I've typically been like that to also know, you know, kind of like you're saying, when to tune out, when to be the mountain, when to be that breath of fresh air Mm -hmm. and when to let intuition into your everyday life too. Years and years ago, I was doing a paper route. I say I was doing, though he had the job, a paper route with my youngest son. It's a horrible job. I mean, we were paid $9 a week and I hired help that cost me $12. (laughs) Three hours worth of papers every week. I hated the job because rain, this or that, the other thing. So one time my son and I are delivering, he's maybe in sixth grade or something like that. We're delivering the papers. I have a dog and I'm one on one side of the street. He has a dog and he's on one side of the street because you might as well get them exercise. While yeah, exactly, you're right. Yeah, multitask. <laughs> exactly. We come up to a street and I'm just in my everyday self. I hear this voice in my head say, tell him to stop. So I yell at my son, stop. He does. And a car comes barreling around the corner and would have hurt him, would have killed him maybe. And so there's this place to find how to be in our lives where, you know, we we're, we're being who we are. We can be fully human. We don't have to absorb the world. We don't need to go to the mall and know what everybody ate for breakfast or who's in need of help or which child is being abused. Because honestly, all you can do is pray at that point for them anyway. Right. But you can still get the messages you need to help self and loved ones. So that's the alignment. That's why I like to be aligned all the time. Mm-hmm. Because if something's important, it gets through. If it's not, it just kind of gets to fall off and fall away. And I can just enjoy the life that I'm in. And that is a huge point there. Um, there are many, many people have stepped into the spiritual world and now, you know, have become the kumbaya you know, and, uh, and you can't do this and you can't do that because it's against spirituality. And I was once interviewing a, a scientist. And so I said to him, okay, hang on, everything you've just said to me in the science, the measurement, the hertz, the frequencies, the this and that, I said, that is people who choose to live in spirituality. They're living at a higher hertz of love. They're having a higher vibration and a higher frequency. And he goes, ah, oh, okay, I get it. Right, I get it. They're just vibrating at a higher level and we can measure it. <laughs> right. Ding dong, ding dong. But we have to, as you said, we're still human beings. We haven't ascended into just energy. We work with the energies that are there that come through us, that use our vessel. And as a human being, if we overdo it and we don't redivert to recharge, we're going to burn out or lose connection to being human. And that is important that we understand we are beautiful cosmic being energies having a human experience, but we must be willing to have the human experience. And be in the body. Uh, One of the techniques or concepts even I like to share with people is that there's been a lot of science that suggests that gurus, shamans, 
healers, you know, spiritual beings, Dalai Lama beings, you know, when they're in that state of super awareness and able to best heal and help others, their brain is functioning at the gamma brainwave, which is very fast. It's mm. 35 cycles per second, but it goes way up there, up and through what they call lambda, which is 200 cycles per second. And so when I teach people how to be in that brainwave, I also tell them, don't just be in it in your brain mm -hmm. because you're going you're gonna to explode. Yes. <laughs> like, bring it into the body so you have that sort of cycling all the way in your body and then align. Bring it all the way down through your feet to the center of the earth, all the way up into the heavens. So you're actually in a consciousness. So your body's part of it. It's considered when you're hungry you know to eat. Uh, when you need vitamin C, you know, versus vitamin D, you're going to be aware of that. When you need to sleep, you'll sleep. So people do often say to me, oh my gosh, you've read, you, you know, you've written 27 books. Do you sleep? I sleep eight hours a night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big believer in crawling into bed and reading a trashy novel. And uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And tuning out the world and getting mad at people who try to text me at midnight if they're not my kids. Uh, you know, but I think some of it is I really work constantly or play constantly with like being in that full bodied place where I get to be the divine self in the body. So the body's part of it. Yes. It's like it's not the little orphan sitting over there going, but they never feed me or yeah. <laughs> if you ever feed it, it's going to want chocolate cake half the time. <laughs> it will. My body would. Yeah. Uh, the alignment, we're back to the alignment, you know, the chakras work when the spine is, is erect and, and the chi, the energy can run right through our body. And, uh, you know, um, I did another show with someone who um, we did a, a chakra foods, that if you're craving a particular food, a particular color of food, that is telling you that that particular chakra needs nourishing and that to actually eat foods that have an array of chakra colors is very, very important to feed the body, which feeds the chakras. We, we forget spiritual people, you know, I'm, I have a, an illness and an amount of people, oh yes, it's all in your head, or I can just heal you with this da, 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 da. You know, the body has had some damage and it, you know, some of it can be repaired, some of it can't. And that's just the way it is, right? That's part of it was to slow me down, slow my energy down because it was just too much for people. I accept that. We have to understand this vessel that we're in, everything that goes on inside of it, around it, through it, above it, below it, is all part of our unique bubble. And we need to take care of ourselves, mind, body, spirit, and soul, and heart. And if we don't have those in sync, that's when we run into trouble. Absolutely. And... The heart will tell you, too. Yeah. the heart chakra, the heart organ, it gives off as most of us, I think, have heard, you know, the greatest amount of electrical, magnetic and electromagnetic activity. It kind of knows what's happening around us, what's happening in us, you know, and if we if we feel our way through it, literally, it's that heart center that will tell us, you need magnesium now, honey, or mm -hmm. you need to you need to go exercise or do something. So that's that sense of being centered while we're fully, you know, human and divine at mm -hmm. the same time. I, I mean, I have pretty much figured out my body, not that it won't change. 
but I know that I need more electrolytes than a lot of people. And I need more protein than maybe other people do. And I need more sleep than your meditator who can get by with three hours. So that doesn't make me feel embarrassed. No, you're tuned into what you need, right? And there's tendencies in my body that if I don't take care of it, I'm more apt to get lung infections, you know, or this or that or the other thing. It's not perfection. It's sort of like when you're driving, you you try to just kind of keep, you know, kind of keep everything going straight or turn when you have to turn. When you ignore the body, that's when it gets really out of control. But it's probably, it's never going to be perfect. No. It's a body. body. (laughs) Yes. And then there's an amazing amount of spiritual people with particular ailments. And that is because they're exuding it out all the time and not allowing it to come in. Uh, And, you know, there's always a reason for it. And sometimes we just don't know what the reason is. Just accept it. You know, I've had people say to me, well, if you are so spiritual and so divine, how come you're in so much pain all the time? And I said, that pain is there for a reason. It's not for me to question or understand it's just for me to accept and, uh, and they'll never take me to a pain that I can't manage and I think that's a big word management self-management making sure that everything is in harmony in is in balance and you know the thing about balance it's I'm a Libra and it's not about my scales being dead on it's about having that fluctuation of up and down up and down gently what we don't want is the sky up and the sky down you know we don't want those extremes because that's when we're thrown off kilter the balance has always been that nice little seesaw of imbalance in a flow in a rhythm and knowing your rhythm is something you really need to do for yourself it's totally about that that's like the driving Mm -hmm. you try to kind of keep from you know going too far to the left or the right and and it, again it, it's on us not to judge who we are what our what we're going through what our needs are i know for instance when i teach all day i am done for the night i'm actually a pretty heavy introvert so i i am my Friends love, they're all good with that. They're like, no, Cindy's not going to go out. Cindy's working. She's not going to go out, right? Maybe I'll talk with them on Zoom for half an hour or an hour. But, uh, but you know, they love me for who I am because I'm learning, too, to love myself for who I am. But if I, if I work two days in a row, I'm, like, done for a day after that. I, you, just, you just can't meet other people's needs, you know, right. kind of want something from you that's not who you are. You, yes. you have to be who you are. And it's so easy to get caught up with the time. You know, I do four shows a week. So I'm um, pretty well Monday to Friday. I'm either doing a show or talking to someone about a show, obviously editing and putting everything together and then, you know, out there marketing it and networking and everything else. And it's like suddenly seven hours has gone by. I've had my breakfast, my lunch, my everything here. And it's like, uh uh-uh, five o'clock that computer is down. I'll go and get myself something to eat, watch something intriguing, thriller or trashy on TV, because that's me shutting off. I think we're really similar. (laughs) I've been a big believer in the binge watching of the shows. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm writing when the show is on, right? So I can say, well, I'm writing. (laughs) But that, I find that kind of keeps a certain part of your brain 
that needs that diversion going so that the intuitive part of you can come out and focus because it's very hard sometimes to focus because of all the cha-cha-cha-cha-cha going on. So, you know, it's like the TV switches me off so that the rest of me can recharge. Yes, I have had people say now, how much do you, you know, kind of what shows do you watch or what books do you read? And I'm really okay with Grey's Anatomy and trashy novels. And I like books in which the world is saved at the end. Yes. Yeah, I love thrillers. I love murder mysteries, but I want to see, you know, the conclusion. I want to see the bad guy get it. (laughs) And who are the heroes that come out of it, especially the unexpected heroes, right? Because, you know, there is a hero inside all of us, right? (laughs) I want to go to bed going, see, the world got saved again, and I did it through them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, you know, one of the things that people don't understand is how energy works. You know, I'll give an example. Five years ago, actually, six, six years ago this February, my mum was dying and she just couldn't cross over and she was in so much pain. And I put out to my Facebook friends and, and colleagues, I need a prayer for my mum to help her cross over peacefully. And apparently, this was in England, apparently it was a dull, rainy day. And all of a sudden, the sun came through the window, shone right down on her. She opened her eyes, opened her hands, and just passed over peacefully. All of this within 24 hours. You cannot tell me that the power of whether it's prayer, prayer is positive energy. The power of the over 100 people didn't just go like but sent out prayers, sent out love, sent out energy to her. And that's all she needed was to shift. I couldn't have done it on my own because the emotion of my mom got in the way. And the power of that energy is just so incredible. It helped her cross over. It helps other people heal. It helps other people center themselves. Never underestimate that energy, but also the need to recharge it to recharge it for ourselves and to join with those who are like souls too. Yes. Because it really is a power in numbers. I love teaching classes. I don't really feel that much like I'm teaching a lot of it just comes through me. Right. Yes. Uh, You know, but it's souls gathered together and Mm. people will, especially when I do a series, people will write in, you know, I didn't, we didn't work on me or we didn't work on my thyroid or I haven't been focused on this issue or that issue, but I'm getting better. And that's, that's the energy of love. That's the energy of the group. That's the energy of people bypassing brain. Or sometimes when I teach, I just give them a lot for the brain to chew on. So the rest, so the brain, so the rest of it can go to work. Yeah. Brain's occupied, like the kids occupied, (laughs) the rest of the body can go. But that is the power of the positive. Yeah. It always wins in the end. Yeah. We don't see it in every step of the way. No. You know, that goes back to um, faith, which isn't always religion. It's faith in that something will work. Faith in something that you may not understand, but you trust it. Faith in the person that's helping you open up because all you're doing is opening it up, giving people some energy to help themselves. And we are the healers of ourselves, but we need the help sometimes. And somebody who can direct that energy, direct that thought, direct that purpose for us to ignite. So that's what you do. 
That's it. That's all it is. Years ago, I worked with a client. I was new in the profession, so I wasn't really out there. She'd been to all these famous greats. She had a lot of physical issues. She came to see me and she goes, I don't know why I'm seeing you. You're sort of a nobody. I thought, well, <laughs> you have nothing to lose then. Yes. I have nothing to lose. The only image I was given was that all the healing energies that had been sent to her were already there around her in her energy field. They were there. They weren't, they just weren't landing. And I said, you know, all that love is here. It's around you. And she said, it is. And she just started choking. I mean, she turned blue and purple and choking and all the energy just went in to her. And she was like, wow, how'd you do that? And I said, I didn't do anything, nothing. You let it in. in. You let it in. You did this for yourself. You decided to count yourself enough to let it in. And her life wasn't ever perfect. You know, from that point on, it was better. Yeah. Better than that, she knew that she was loved. She knew there were kinder, bigger forces than maybe she had been aware of there to help and to take care of her. Right. And, you know, that's that's one of the, the problems is that we don't want people who are going to do it for us. We want people, you know, as I say, when we go on our journey of life in our backpack, we want to have knowledge, skills, and tools, but we're always going to meet somebody along the way that's going to help us in a particular part of our journey. And we have to be willing to be open. If we're open, we're going to know if they're a charlatan or not. We're going to feel that, right? But if we're open and we can feel that loving energy, you know, you need a tweak or have you, you know, you've, this particular chakra is off or you haven't given yourself enough rest to stop traveling right now, just rest up. And we need those people along the way to help us help ourselves. And that's your calling because you can see what's missing. You know how to open it up for them. You know how to download it for them. And then it's for them to do with what they're meant to do with it right because that's all you can do for them but we need that help we're not meant to do all of this alone we are alone in our journey in life but we the help is all around us all we have to do is ask and be open so it's really a two-way alignment mm -hmm. vertical right mm -hmm. vertical our own beingness you know with greater above and below and horizontal because we also need to be connected horizontally with those kind of people or beings that like you're saying, we can help them and they can help us. And not always the same people. I mean, sometimes right. we help somebody and you let it go. You just say, go pay it forward. I don't need anything back from you. Sometimes people give to us and there isn't anything we can give to them. That's okay too. It, there's a beautiful give and take if we just watch the flow. Yeah. Some people are paying the energy forward and you're going to use it on someone who needs it. Right. Yeah. That's the way it is. Do you find that we're drawn to certain colors to wear because that's either our Ihara chakra or maybe a chakra that needs fed? I mean, obviously I'm a blue girl. You know, I'm always into the various shades of blue and uh, blue is everything for me. Um, and I think it's, it's to do with my work and who I am and what I'm doing. Do you, do you find that, that certain people are drawn to certain colors because that's their chakra strength? 
Yes, absolutely. I think that's probably 80% of the time. Like you're a communicator, you know, you're listening, you're hearing, you're the, you'll write your books. <laughs> <laughs> you're the blue fifth chakra. So you love being in and with that. I think sometimes we'll be drawn to wearing a color maybe for a day or two because mm. we're lacking that. Like yeah. I know when I'm really tired, I put red on that's first chakra, that's physical. I just need that extra boost of physicality to keep myself going. Or I'll wear one, one year I wore red tennis shoes all the time because it was one of those, I just had, I had my two children. I had a foster daughter. I was tired all the time. So I wore red tennis shoes because it just kept my feet moving. <laughs> yes. Yes. I relate. I've got three kids of my own. <laughs> it was the community mom too. People yeah, knocking at the door, you know? <laughs> being kicked out come on in <laughs> yeah so yeah. when we get those unexpected like i have to wear purple today you probably need the purple six chakra yes. is going to give you better vision or you have to see something more clearly you just don't know what yet it's sort of a fun uh, observation to go why do you think i'm wearing this like i started the day with orange i started with an orange but it itched it didn't feel right so mm -hmm. I changed into yellow and I think we're having a very beautiful high thinking conversation. So yellow yes. fits that to me even more than orange, which is certainly creative, but the yellow can add that bit of like higher ideas and ideals. So I think, I think yellow is perfect for our conversation. Well, you know, I, I say that um, actionism is the new activism because we're not just talking about it, we're stepping into action. And of course the, the yellow, the solar plex is about action. So what we really have been fundamentally talking about today is that you have it all inside of you. The people that you go to or the people that are around you will assist you in igniting it, opening it, downloading it, understanding it. But we need to step into action. And that's what 2021 is all about, isn't it? Stepping into action. Stepping into it. You've got the wings on. Mm. You don't to fly all the time right. you get rest <laughs> okay and you might need a bit more rest than you would have in other years because we're being more challenged so honor that yes but do it but go do for it. it do it yep and trust yourself if you feel like you want to you know provide some assistance to somebody else don't be mm -hmm. codependent don't force it just say you know it seems to me like i could be of use to you does that feel right and go back and forth with those kind of conversations because we can we can help each other. This year, 2021, let's help each other. I couldn't put all of your books out there. There wouldn't have been enough room for anything else. But I did put out uh, six books. And you, know, you really have got you know, quite the diversity, the subtle energy, even the coloring chakra book, the energy wellness for pets. Oh, absolutely. Um, Pets come to us to save us. We always think it's the other way around. But they come to us to save us. They're, they're our, uh, our equalizer. They're just the love, the everything that they give you, right? And we're seeing pets at the present moment be so much more intuitive and communicative with us than ever before. So I'm so glad you've done one on the pets there. Um, you've got the other one of chakras and then the healing energy and I've got the clairvoyant one. Those are the only few of the books that I've put out here for people to see. But you do have, and I've put the link right back to your uh, book page, but you do have 27 of them. So you're a prolific writer bravo as I said <laughs> I still haven't found time to do my one but if this is for you as you said it's kind of the opening up keeping things busy opening up and just let it coming through you um 
and you never really know what's going to come. You just allow it. I allow it to come. One way my intuition works that I'm very, I think is quite clever. I hear search terms in my head. (laughs) So, so some, I will ask, you know, how am I supposed to find the research for this? And I'll hear the search term. So let your intuition work on whatever your creative endeavor is. Be really open to kind of what sneaky ways the guides can help you. Once I figured that out, I was like, oh my gosh, that saved me so many hours because I'd hear a search term. I'd hear Russian secrets about this or that or NASA this or that. And I'd go there and there'd be the research I needed. So even something scientific, my intuition helped me. And of course, obviously you're the author, you're the intuitive, you're the healer, you have classes and events, you have consultations. Um, You've got all of this going on. So what have you got going on for 2021 in either your events or classes? I have some cool stuff. I have an apprenticeship program that I do teach annually. It's about eight months where we just dive into everything. And I'm finishing up a great series for the ship network and I'm going to kick off another one in July. Uh, And so those are wonderful classes for getting techniques and working with a lot of people. Just the more people that are there, you know, the more healing that occurs everybody. So, and then I have baseball. I go to baseball a lot. got to support those kids right absolutely um how do people get hold of you how do they uh, can they have a, a talk a chat with you before committing to anything or understanding what you're doing well i have lots of products and i i book up you know kind of for six months out with my sessions um but there's lots of products on there some free ones some very inexpensive ones you can see if you can get a site for a consultation it's super easy it's just my name cindydale.com spelled funny so it's c-y-n-d-i you could find cindy lopper if you put that spelling (laughs) in but i love her but you're not going to get me through cindy lopper so it's just cindy girl you want to have fun (laughs) i love cindy lopper that's what i'm going to be in my next life i just (laughs) want to just go bob around (laughs) so cindydale.com and of course everybody can find your books on there as well and uh, obviously they can find everything else on there um you know, everything is about energy. You know, LinkedIn, you're Cindy Dale. Facebook, you're Cindy Dale. Instagram, you're Cindy Dale Energy. Twitter, you're Cindy Dale. And, uh, and of course, your books are all online. But of course, I've got them here on the posting as well. And so it's cindydale.com. And, uh, you know, I think one of the things that we've got to not do is go to someone and say, fix me, heal me. You know, uh, that is not how it works. You can work with them and their energy in boosting them, directing them, understanding for them to actually understand how to do it themselves. But we've got to understand, we love to point a finger and say, you do it or blame you. There's three pointing back at us. And I think this is the year of... um, proaction it is the year of interaction it is the year of uh, responsibility self-responsibility it's the year that you step up help yourself become abundant become enriched because then you're cut run off over and help everyone else and that is what it's all about beautiful I, you summarized it it's interaction with independence yes yes you're not 
becoming someone else, you know, you're, even if your energies merge with someone, you know, it helps whatever pocket you're in. But we've got to understand energy is constantly moving. Life is a rhythm. It's a flow. It doesn't like to be stagnant. That's why it doesn't like boxes. It's in constant movement. And sometimes it may calm down, just like we hear the music. There's a crescendo, a height, and then it calms down, brings you back down again so you can rejuvenate, ready for the next one. It's being in tuned with yourself. And that is what we're needing people to do. Because if you're in tune with who you are, you discover what your beautiful gift is, what your instrument is, you learn how to play it, you find your orchestra, you now have become a solution that this planet needs, what humanity needs. And what you do is help people find that for themselves. That is, I just tune into them so they can be more of who they are. Yes. That's honestly all it is, yeah. is perceiving them. When somebody sees you, it's easier to see yourself. Yes, yes. It is. And as you said, that one woman had loved, she had all the answer around her. People had given it to her, but she hadn't let it in. Right. And she was almost choking as it came in because it's been saying, I've been waiting to come in here. When are you going to open that bloody door? <laughs> so you just help them open up the door because sometimes people don't realize there's someone knocking. <laughs> That's right. And there's so much to receive. Yeah. Well, giving, but it's also about receiving. Some of us, that's a harder one because maybe we, you know, weren't given exactly what we needed or there were rules around it or tricks around it. You know, when you're open and being yourself, you can decide what to let in, but it's so happy. Don't you get happy receiving? I do. Yes. Let in. Yeah. Happy giving, happy receiving. It's all that beautiful energy in a, in a wonderful dance of life, in a beautiful rhythm of life. And you know, you can forgive anything that's going on, even though the turmoil and the hurricane, it, it is, it's a heavy metal song, you know, as opposed to, to something else that's more calming. Um, and, you know, what music do you want and why do you like it? And uh, whom is it serving? But that's the thing we need to understand. We're all here of service to one another. What is your gift that you're here to share? Don't deprive it of yourself. Don't deprive it of others open up those chakras, let that energy in, let Cindy help you open them up and, and see things that you're unable to see yourself because you've shut a few things down that you didn't even know were shut down. And be willing to be vulnerable because it's the most beautiful gift you can give yourself. And it's the most beautiful gift you can give others because it's honest. It's true to who you really are. So be it. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being with us here today. This has been an utter delight, a wonderful flow of energy. I've loved every minute of it. And, you know, there's a lot of people who want to help people and then they get very caught up in systems and very caught up in heaviness and very, very caught up in this and that. And I love the fact that you just see what the problem is with the energy, help them open up, help them understand it. And now they're on their way and help other people do the same because really it's not complicated that's the human condition is to make everything complicated when you step into the simplicity you realize oh i could have been doing this all this time yes and it's never too late so right. just start <laughs> yes 2021 put that foot forward right this is the year of doing it's doing. a doing year. It's an actionism year. It's a year of, of fortifying, seeding, watering, nurturing. Even if there is still the hurricane going on, you're getting ready for when you come out of it. So don't wait for the hurricane to finish. 
there's a lot of work to be done in preparation getting through it and also what is going to come afterwards because there's a lot of rebuilding afterwards isn't there there'll be a lot of rebuilding and that's when you get to change systems if the yes. systems aren't working change them yeah it, our own even our own systems that's where you start, start you are the peace you seek yes <laughs> world peace be the peace right? be the solution uh, that's what we need in the world and that's what you need in your world so everyone just let Cindy help you find that space find that beautiful energy open up because it all lies within you and when you step up we benefit from it so we are waiting for you the invitation is there Thank you so much, Cindy. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. And to everyone else out there, until next time, bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows, and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.